December 13th. A cold end for a cold heart. Mr. Damien Sharp, a prolific lender of money and consequently also a prolific cooler in of debts, never a popular activity, especially at this time of year, found naked and frozen to death, packed inside a snowman standing alone in the middle of a suburban park. You might have thought it would be noticeable enough, given that it hadn't actually snowed, but he wasn't discovered until something that very much wasn't a carrot poked through the melting ice. Dead Vent Calendar a Merry Murder Mystery in 24 Crimes. Written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. But you must admit, said Shiloh, that just working there would be enough to drive you to kill. Me? Yes, I said. But Tom, Tim, Tesh, Ted and Todd? No, those are not murderers. Neither are Penelope, Persephone, Amelie, Mallory, Emery or Bethany. Can you imagine how many meetings they'd have to have just to get one killing done, let alone 24? But, said Shiloh, pacing the floor of our sitting room, you must admit at least that Inspector Street is wrong. It cannot be a coincidence that all those victims were on that hit list. No, I said, trying to concentrate on my breakfast. Much as it pleases me to say it, there the inspector is wrong. That cannot be a coincidence. But I do suspect that it is a red herring. Whoever is collecting these names is passing them to the idiots at Krampus to muddy the waters, to make everything just that little bit more confusing. I fear this is true. Shiloh stopped and stared out the window. That path of inquiry is fruitless. But how then do we penetrate this mystery? Your choice of words reveals a level of phallocentrism in you that I had suspected, but not hitherto witnessed, I said. Shiloh turned and glared at me. I'm going out, he said, and marched across the room and out the door. I need London about me. I need to think. And he was gone, leaving his toast untouched, which was simultaneously both thoughtless and thoughtful of him. I took a slice, picked up the paper, and started searching for my daily murder. I found it, eventually, an inch at the bottom of page eight. A man found packed inside a snowman in a wholesaler's meat locker entirely frozen to death. How our mad genius must have been wishing for a white Christmas. I clipped the snippet and crossed the room to add it to our Hollywood parody wall opposite, where Shiloh had stuck up all the clippings and printouts we had found. All the little hints of murder he and I had so exhaustively dredged up from the ranting blogs and did-you-ever columns in magazines and inexpertly sub-edited local newspapers, and which the whole time the Krampus Agency had had neatly arranged on their hit-list whiteboard in their offices. No, it couldn't be a coincidence. I pulled out my phone and brought up the photo of the hit-list, holding it up against our wall. They matched entirely. There was Ramage. There was Constantinu. There was the woman impaled by a plastic icicle. There was the man smothered in a Z-bed. There they all were. No. Wait. There they all weren't. There wasn't, on their hit list, Mr. Austin Wilcox, 
managing director of the Bulliver Toy Company. And yet there he was on our wall, his happy, smiling face, his unhappy and bizarre demise. Hmm. Interesting. Had we added him by mistake? Pull at that thread and everything started to look more like Inspector Street's coincidence. Shiloh and I as a kind of Frankenstein, trying to piece together a mad genius who wasn't there out of the unrelated fragments of other people's unfortunate accidents. But gassed in his own home by faulty and, it turned out, horribly toxic indoor fireworks? It fit the theme all too well, and there was no other unexpected Christmassy death on the 9th. It had to be part of the pattern. Part of a pattern, but not part of another one. Mr Austin Wilcox, unlike everyone else, had not been nominated to the Krampus Agency. An odd one out. Pull at that thread, and who knows what you'd end up holding. I was standing considering the mystery of Mr Austin Wilcox when the front door banged and I heard Shiloh racing up the stairs. Well, he said as he entered the room, that's done. What's done? I said. We are agreed that Inspector Street is in error. Agreed? He said, starting to pace again. And not just in error, I said, but also in a state of fury and in our way. We are agreed, therefore, continued Shiloh, ignoring me, that there is a conspiracy, some terrible, cold-blooded master plan, by which these deaths are being orchestrated and organised with a hideous, meticulous care. Perhaps without quite so many adjectives, I said, but yes, agreed. Also, we are agreed, he pressed on, that the motive for these murders, for we are agreed that they are murders, is to punish those, however insane and inexplicable this may appear, who fail to observe the tradition of goodwill and fellow feeling at Christmas. Someone is out to scrub Scrooge, I said, yes. And we think we know how some of this conspiracy operates, said Shiloh, stopping at the window to stare out at the rain. If you know of someone who is, as you have been calling it, un-Christmassy, you can contact this network who will undertake to coordinate their demise in return requiring you to take part in a completely unrelated murder, thus ensuring an army of perpetrators with no motives or connections to the crimes they are committing. A sort of Saturday morning swap shop of death, I said. And every attempt we have made to penetrate this conspiracy has been thwarted, said Shiloh. It is entirely secret and occult. The only possible way to fathom its workings would be from the inside. Is it? I said, beginning to wonder where this was heading. In fact, the only chance we might have of stopping it is from the inside, said Shiloh. And how are you intending to get inside? The way everyone else has, said Shiloh, by finding someone un-Christmassy to have killed. But that, I said, would be the act of an insane person. So you haven't done it. Oh, but I have, said Shiloh, turning to me, his eyes shining. I have sent the email, replied to the questions, put the letter in the chimney. I have made my Christmas wish. I have asked for a murder. You've done what? Don't worry, my friend, said Shiloh, patting me on the shoulder. I realise the moral implications of the act. In fact, I realise that there is only one death I can ethically request. The murder I have asked for is mine. He looked unspeakably pleased with himself. You've done what? was all I could manage. Of course, the whole point of this exercise was to get on the inside of the secret, which I cannot do as a victim, nor can I order my death. This would be too obvious a ruse. 
I needed to order in another person's name, someone who would then become part of the conspiracy and begin to pick apart its workings. I needed, therefore, the name of someone I could trust, someone I could work with. And so, and here I acknowledge I may have slightly overstepped the mark, I used yours. You've done what? I tried again, still trying to get my head around it. You are about to be part of the secret society of death, said Shiloh, taking me by the hand. You have often averred that you would quite happily kill me. Well, now you have ordered my murder for being unseasonal. Happy Christmas. And he shook my hand happily, as if he'd just given me an award. You've done what? I said. You have been listening to Deadvent Calendar, written by Tobias Sturt from an original idea by Tobias Sturt and Rowan Davis. The story is read by John Millington, and I read the murders. The music is The Sleigh by The Sportsman and by Mitch Miller and his orchestra and chorus, both from the Internet Archive. If you enjoyed this podcast, please spread the word, and even rate and review it if you can. You can find more on SoundCloud, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher, and on our website at ruritania.co.uk slash stories. And tune in next episode to open another fatal window in our dead vent calendar. We are going onward through the night.